On today's episode of the Halloween 365 Podcast, we wonder, are our dreams more powerful than our reality? It's coming. Leave me alone. He doesn't believe in Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Yeah, it can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Halloween 365 Podcast. I am your host, Justin, joined by my other partner in crime on hosting, Jeremy. And I will steal your line. It's the only podcast where it's horror 24-7 and Halloween 365. Oh, it feels great. Chad's out stroking them bowling pins, but we're holding it down here on the pod, bringing you another spooky episode this week. And as Jeremy stated in the very beginning of the episode, this week's uh, podcast topic, the main topic, which is always at the end, if you're new to this podcast, is going to be astral projection, but not just astral projection. It's going to be the Gateway Project that the CIA used. Uh, We've never really talked about that, and we've been on a mystic run lately with our episodes, so astral projection seemed right up that alley. Uh... But, 100%. We've got some really exciting news if you are having Halloween fever as of recently, because we are inching closer to a couple of monumental dates for all Halloween fans. Jeremy, tell everybody how many days we have until the halfway to Halloween week. Uh, Yes, we have exactly 20 days. You if I'm not mistaken. That, yeah, 20 days. Yes. Yes, Don't, 20 days. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he sorry. sounded it, very it, unconfident, but it, it is 20 days. No. Uh, it is uh, usually the end of April, the beginning of May, and uh, that week is generally whenever you'll see like specials on um, Freeform or uh, Hulu. They do ha- Halfway to Halloween on Hulu sometimes. And so. Get ready for that, because we're also going to be celebrating with a Halfway to Halloween episode. Uh, Don't know how much I want to tell you guys yet. So, we'll just keep that one on the back burner. Uh, So, 20 days until Halfway to Halloween, Jerm. 20 days, like you said. But, we are 204 days until Halloween, in general. Until October 31st. And that is... As of April 10th, uh, the recording of this episode. So 204 days. And I've been and if having... you're following us on Twitter, just so to say, then you can keep up each day because we are posting on there each day exactly how many days it is to Halloween. So Yeah, yeah, there we go. See, I didn't... I, I was not aware. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> well... Uh, aside from us being close to those days coming up, we also have Evil Dead coming very soon. What, the 21st? Oh, yes. The 21st Evil Dead Rise is coming out. And as of today, when we are recording, it is 11 days. But from the day that you hear this, it will be nine days. Nine days, people, that this movie will be coming out. And I don't care how late it is. I don't care if there's bones broken. I will be here to do a review whether or not I have my co-hosts with me, 
which I'm sure they will be with me, but we will be here to let you know the day after, or maybe even the night that it comes out. We are pumped. I, I just don't well, want to be let I just don't want to be let down. That's <laughs> if we're being if we're being honest, I just don't want to be let down. Uh This because... is the one time I will take Rotten Tomatoes' word on it. I do not like Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Yeah. I don't like I don't, I don't like it. But everything that I see about it, it looks fantastic and I am pumped. I will be wearing my Necromancer Reading Rainbow shirt to the movie theater. I was gonna wear it on the podcast and I forgot. I will wear it for the Evil Dead Night though. Oh yeah, okay. Never yeah, mind. yeah. I, I, recall. I recall. I had to take a brief <laughs> moment to pause, but everybody. Hey, which, by the way, fuck you. Somebody noticed it in the store the other day. Anyway, go on. Uh, we. <laughs> He'll wear it on here one day, and everybody will get to see. But um, we don't have a lot of news, uh, actually, that's going on in the Halloween and horror community. Uh, A twenty four announced. Talk to me. Uh, already made my joke about. I made my joke about that in the chat, and I won't make my joke on it about it here. <laughs> um, but then I kind of want to check it out, though. Uh, we don't even know what it is. I know, all I know, all I they know. showed for everybody that's not seen it, all they've shown is just a stupid. It's it's the fucking picture, and it's just a hand with stuff written all over it. Well, I I read what it was, but I was reading it during work, and uh, I know I should. Uh, yeah, uh, no. I'm uh, I'm not that interested. Anyway, so what I was saying is besides uh, Talk to Me, and uh, last week I told everybody that Shudder released their Halfway to Halloween lineup, which they have a pretty good lineup if you didn't go over to Shudder's website and check out the full lineup. But besides that, there's not really a lot of Halloween news. So I took it upon myself to uh, check the hot sheets. Check the hot sheets. That is correct. We are checking the hot sheets this week, ladies and gentlemen, because although there's not a lot of Halloween and horror news that is popping off this week, we made sure that we did find some news for you, and it is in the paranormal realm. Um, so I've actually even got a couple of videos that I want you and I to take a look at as well to go with this hot sheets segment. Um, so have you ever heard of... The woman who predicted 9-11. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. Who hasn't? At our age, that is. Um, yeah. What was this lady's name again? It was uh, Baba Vanga. No. <laughs> yeah, what? Why are you acting? Is that really her name? V-A-N-G-A <laughs> is her last name. Is she the lady that was on the commercials all the time? No. no commercials. No, never mind. Talking about Miss Cleo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Baba Vanga. No, I did not know her name. Uh, anyway, so this is the same lady that has predicted uh, that predicted the twin towers. And uh, anyways, <laughs> she's got Jesus Christ. She's got a reputation Woo! for accuracy. Um. As in so the, the 9-11 the world, the world. prophecy, uh, she was said that American brothers will fall after being attacked by the still birds. The wolves will be howling in a bush, and innocent blood will be gushing. 
was her prediction before 9-11 happened. And so... Sounds like some Native American prediction type shit. She has been studied and claims that uh, she has an 85% accuracy rate by uh, professors at the Bulgarian Institute. He was a uh, psychiatrist. Uh, To get to the quick part of it is she's got a few predictions for 2023, and I wanted to go over those with everybody. Um, If you do not like apocalyptic predictions, if they make you nervous, you can skip this. It's only going to be a couple seconds. So first prediction, 2023 uh, is that the Earth's orbit is going to change. And you know what? I think I've read something about scientists saying that. So that's okay. Yeah, the first one that Baba Vanga has predicted is that the Earth's orbit will change somehow. The Earth's orbit of the sun is known to change over tens of thousands of years, but more but a more sudden change would have a devastating effect on our environment that we are currently used to living in. Moving closer to the sun would accelerate the global warming and moving further away would plunge us into an another ice age. So let's hope well, that Baba Vong is not right on that. So just real quick, you know, it, this is known to happen. So she's not convinced me so far. It's known to happen. Okay. We've, yeah. got, we've got four more. Uh, okay. She also predicts that in 2023, a solar tsunami is is coming. Uh, powerful, powerful solar tsunami uh, the likes of which have never been seen before will occur in 2023, according to Vanga. Solar storms are disturbances on the sun that can emanate out into our solar system. Uh, and she is predicting that a rare phenomenon where a powerful plasma wave will ripple across the sun and into the surrounding space climate. And it would be devastating to Earth. So she's predicting it's going to happen, and it's going to cause blackout and major technology failure across the globe this year. Ooh. So that means, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, if that happens, you will not be hearing the Halloween 365 podcast. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope she's wrong there. She has also declared that in 2023, biological weapons are going to be used. She's declared that... In quotations, what she says is big country will carry out experiments using biological weapons on humans and that hundreds of thousands would die as a result. Isn't that kind of what they've done with COVID? No, they're talking about, she's talking about a war. She's talking about chemical warfare. Isn't that kind of what they've done with COVID? (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. Uh, I guess so. Um, this is another of her predictions. So 2023, she says a nuclear explosion. Uh, Baba Vanga warned that there will be a major nuclear power plant explosion in 2023. This is a very real concern considering that the power plant in Ukraine is under constant threat with the war in Russia. See, man, again, when did she do these predictions? That's what I want to know. <clears throat> this was released. because so far all this of was this released is... Friday. Okay, man. See all of and this is me. I didn't say playing. that she said this Friday. I just said that this was released oh. Friday. Well, depending on when she done her predictions, all of this is kind of things that you can just kind of play by ear. No, she's not 
saying, I think, she's predicting, saying, it will. Yeah, she's I mean, again, it's all things that you can kind of say, like, oh, well, look what's happening here. That's just me being on the other side of the fence on it. Let's hope she's wrong. <laughs> I mean, for real. Jeremy's doing this. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's going to fucking happen. I mean, come on. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it, it, things seem plausible, but let's just hope So if you wrong. could pick one of these five that has to happen, there's no stopping it. It's going to happen. Which one is it? So there is a tsunami wave. She has one more prediction. Sorry. I only I gave you say, four. I thought we were off one. Here's no. number five. Number five. She says near the end of 2023 that natural pregnancies are going to be banned and all babies will be grown in laboratories. They have been successfully been able to do that. They recently said that. She said it will be up to leaders and medical experts to decide who gets a baby and when they are allowed to have a baby, while the parents will be allowed to decide on their traits such as hair, eye, color, uh, and uh, tendencies to abilities like being more athletic, being stuff like that. I don't know why. They have in parentheses that she has not always been right, but she does have an 85% accuracy. Well, for that one, I hope she's wrong because I don't even know why that sent me into a panic when you said that. I could see it in your face. Yeah, yeah no, it sent me into a fucking panic. I'm going to use that. That's going to be... <laughs> yeah, it scared the shit out of me. So let's hope that's not right. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's the one thing that keeps She's not connected. saying specifically to the U.S. This is just... So I'll... she doesn't say specific where. Is she saying everywhere in the world? That they're going to well, be I mean, like, okay, but, you need a kid. Let's be real. Let's look at the two places in the world that would push that forward before anywhere. The U.S. and China. So, you know, the latter. But uh, I think out of all of them that will happen, I don't want it to, but I think maybe the Earth's orbit will change. Mm, I do believe I think, that. I think that the solar tsunami is going to happen. I think there's going to be a point in time during the summer... Uh, where we're all chilling and everybody's having a good time and then it's going to be blackouts everywhere. And I'm going to love it. You know it. what? I oh, was sorry. Say that. I mean, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> that might, I mean, I'm with either one of those. So, That's right. Um, so I mean, I'm not for them. Gonna do sitting at home with nothing in front of your faces. You're going to love it. I mean, I don't like it just because the economy will go to shit. Well, so. I mean, you know. Rising and I'm not one for that materialistic shit, but anyway. Moving on to another Hot Sheets article, and this one's coming hot off the press from Newsweek. Ooh. Newsweek has to say that there has been a UFO spotted flying near a Russian nuclear plant, and it has spooked the local authorities, and this was reported Thursday on the Newsweek article. Uh, an unidentified flying object was located near a nuclear power plant close to Russia's second city of St. Petersburg, according to the news reports. An alert signal was sounded around the Lindengrad power plant in the Russian town of Sonsnovoy-Bor. Local and state media reported on Wednesday that the object was moving around 200 kilometers per hour, around 125 miles per hour at an altitude of approximately 33,000 feet. The alert triggered a special response status, a military officer told Russian online newspaper. Um, 
It is possible that it was a weather balloon, he added, which could be of Russian or foreign origin. However, Russian authorities have not yet proven the explanation for the unidentified flying object. Uh, was moving around the speed of the wind. So you know what this tells me? We're getting more, more of these. Sent another one of those balloons, but this time it's in... I mean, no, China sent another one of the balloons, no. but it's in Russia. More and more each day, we're getting more UFO things. So I'm saying it here first. By the end of 2023, people, we will know for certain. We will see some sort of evidence showing that there are extraterrestrial life forms here on the planet. Mm. Calling it now. Well, I said that, it's, yeah, there's something weird's going to happen this year. We said that at the very... Yeah, like, you said I, something I, weird, but the I'm, first, I'm making yeah, a direct The first statement. episode of this year, we have already come to a consensus that something odd is really going to happen this year, and I don't... Hell, maybe uh, Baba Vanga's... Uh, that's something odd, you know? Baba Vanga can go... Uh, Vanga Baba the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, moving on, and this is going to be the portion where we are going to have some video. Um, this is a cube-shaped UFO filmed by hunters in Oregon, and it has sparked interesting theories. Uh, this was reported nine hours ago. <laughs> And just like the hot sheets, they always come from sometimes reputable, sometimes not reputable magazines. This one comes from the Bro Bible. <laughs> I knew, the fucking Bro Bible. I knew the uh, reaction would have... Okay. So, anyways, many people often wonder why witnesses who are filming UFOs don't move in for a closer look or why they stop filming when the UFO is still in the sky. Both are valid questions. Several explanations have been put forth over the years, and one of the most interesting examples of this happening may have occurred on April 5th in Coos Bay, Oregon. The statement says, and I quote, It was a strange cube floating in the air, is what the witness told prolific UFO researcher Scott Waring. I was with three friends. We were out hunting, and we walked up into a clear cut, and there was maybe 300 feet away. There it was, floating in the sky, about 50 feet off the ground. Strangely, none of us remembered this. What? It was until I was moving some random video clips back and forth on the camera when I discovered it. And then we all remembered it. Oh. Again, very oddly, once we observed this cube for a while, the three of us just turned around and left and didn't remember it. And it was simply of no interest to us anymore. Almost as if we didn't care. So hold on. If they didn't remember it, how is he telling the story? That's what he just said. He didn't remember it until he was... Until... hunting trip, he was flipping back through his camera and then he saw it. Okay. And he was like... Oh, and then it was like a flood of fucking memories. Okay. Okay, so these are the guys that were hunting. There it is. Okay. Oh, okay. So it is about 50 feet off the ground if you're looking at the hill. What, they saw it and then they just walked away? Yeah, they just walked away. Like it was nothing. It looks like when you take your Minecraft character 
and lift him up in creative mode. That is wild. And they just walked away like, eh. <laughs> they they literally looked at it like, yeah, that's exactly yeah there that is. So you've got that square. <laughs> okay, okay, so you've got that square. Um, and it's exactly what he said. They were looking at it. They all stopped. They all filmed it. And then they were like, oh, okay, well, right back to the trail. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. He was like, oh, there that is. What do y'all think? He, Let's go he, back. His quote was that he saw it, they all saw it, and then it was almost instantaneous that after they stared at it, that they just didn't care anymore. And they didn't remember seeing it. They went about their hunting trip and then didn't even remember seeing it until they got back home. And were flipping through the camera. I mean, memory now, I know loss what Chad is a big would thing. Say. Chad would say that that's a balloon or some stupid shit like that. I mean, it could, you know, it honestly could be, but to me, memory loss is a big thing that's reported with all of any kind of UFO sightings, anything like that. Memory loss is huge. So it's possible, but it just, I mean, to me, the video just looks so weird on how easily they were able to just be like yeah let's go you know what it reminds me of and i know i brought this up on this podcast a lot dark skies because as soon as something alien like happens they kind of just turn around and ignore it and go doing what they're doing so Mm. dark skies people if you haven't watched it check it out so the next thing i'm gonna say plausible i don't know that was a weird video uh it, yeah, was it, was, just more, yeah. it was more weird about how they didn't give a shit. Yeah, but let's, yeah, let's, let's, play, devil, let's play devil's advocate and say that maybe they looked at it and they were like, because one of them had binoculars. Maybe he was like, oh, it's a balloon. And they turned around and walked away. And he's just See, doing now, this for the press. That's the person that I would like to ask questions on. Like, okay, now that you remember it, when you look through the binoculars, what was it that you saw? Mm-hmm. So... Well, we have one more article from the Hot Sheets, and this one has a video also. Uh, This one is from Explore, and it was reported five hours ago. Footage shows multiple guests encountering a Bigfoot at a ski resort. Harry Henderson. Here we go, Harry. Uh, Cryptozoologists often think about what locations would be the most hospitable to sustaining a Bigfoot population. Well, I think we might have found out. No, that's not. Anyways, a group of pedestrians claiming to be at a ski resort is shown in this video footage while they all stop and look at what seems to be a Bigfoot that is watching them from the rocky, snowy hillside. Uh, it better. I've not seen the video. Just to give every. I don't. I don't pre. I don't screen these videos. One day it's probably going to come back to bite me in the ass. Luckily, we edit this. Uh, but I don't screen the video, so I don't know if this is going to be the normal footage where it's blurry, or if it's going to be, you know, something. We like to give you the real reaction around here. Yeah, you're going to get the real reaction. I don't know if it's uh. The real reaction that you want, but here is the video of the 
Bigfoot that was spotted at the ski resort. Now that I'm seeing the video in full, uh, it's spread out in front of me. I've seen this video before. I'm surprised that this was reported recently because this is an old video, uh, old TikTok video. This one, all three of us have seen before, and you'll recognize it as soon as I start playing it. You guys called bullshit on this one. I know Chad. I was going to say, it looks familiar Chad for so sure far. called bullshit, and I know exactly where this is. This is in Gatlinburg. Because that was the original video that I'd saw. Okay. Uh, so, here we go. Watch the trees. Right there, see him? Right there. Yeah. I don't know about that, man. Uh, you don't know? <laughs> no, it's no. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for hanging in there since we didn't have any news. And everybody, you found out what's happening on the hot sheets. These are the hot sheets. Best investigator reporting on the planet. Go ahead. Read the New York Times if you want to. They get lucky sometimes. Thanks, Manny. It is time for us to move on to our main topic of the afternoon, um, which is going to be astral projection, specifically uh, the Gateway Project. Jeremy, what do you know off the top of your head about such project? Uh, I mean, I know it's pretty much like a kind of they they just wanted to see exactly what they could do as far as um being able to study astral projection seeing if maybe they could use it with warfare um okay. seeing how, yeah how deep the mind could really go what do you know about um like what's your knowledge of astral projection uh so as a kid i used to have dreams to where i would start to astral project and then I would wake myself up from there because I knew I was dreaming. So, like, it would all of a sudden feel like my bed was like a helicopter blade going, and then I'm coming up off the bed, and I can see stuff around me. And then I'd turn around and look at the bed, and then I would be like, no, and I would wake myself up. I would never allow myself to go any further, unfortunately. I wish I would have, but I guess my mind just wouldn't do it. So, an out of body experience out of body experience is basically what you're saying that uh exactly yeah a hundred percent what do you expect to happen whenever you i mean like what would what if you were to be able to do it if you were like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna dedicate and i'm gonna learn how to do it and i'm gonna do it what are you expecting to see once you get on the other side so once i realized that later in my teenage years i've realized you can there are ways that you can force yourself to kind of astral project it takes time and patience and you know a lot of dedication towards it but i would try it from time to time and the main reason i would try it is because i firmly believe and i've said it on this podcast many a time 
that we can tap into a different frequency and that's what we're doing when we sleep so I wanted to be able to see if I could we're on 98.1 I wanted to go to 98.4 and see what's happening in that realm you want to get on the hog 985 yeah baby. yeah yeah okay 959 okay. 95 oh wait yeah 985 is yeah 985 yeah okay i've had enough of her yeah <laughs> me too jesus christ uh astral projection for everybody out there who is not familiar um insidious <laughs> that's yeah. the quickest Perfect explanation sense. uh that i can give you but is the astral projection that we have seen in media the same astral projection that is the real astral projection? Are you going to float around like Moaning Myrtle and just watch people through walls? Are you going to see ghosts? Are you going to go to another plane? Does astral projection go as far as you being able to travel through time and space? The government seems to think so. And that's what the Gateway Project was, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of interest in the 70s and 80s of the military doing experiments on the human mind and trying to see exactly what the untapped parts of the mind that we don't know anything about could do. And that ranged from the Montauk Project, which we have talked about before, uh, that has also ranged from feeding people LSD to making them trip on shrooms, out-of-body experiences such as astral projection. Remote viewing is another thing that they uh, started learning to do whenever they were doing the Gateway Project. Um, And numerous other things. Luckily, all of these files have been released, and you can look it up. As a matter of fact, there is a CIA guide on how to astral project that you can look up. Uh, if you are really interested in wanting to see if it does work. Uh, but in this release document, there was also a page that was torn out. Now, what the page relates to, who knows? Probably how to do the really extensive things that they were trying to do with astral projection. Oh, yeah. Uh, but astral projection in general dates back a long-ass time. Um, even ancient Egyptians had a similar form of it they called it soul traveling is how they referred to it as where they would uh, their soul would leave their body and travel told you told you getting it getting to that other frequency uh, there they were uh, there were it was a tradition in some of the amazon cultures uh the hindu cultures have versions of it as well oh, you know uh, the do. japanese the taoists the judaic christians they all have talked about it and uh there was a reason, and I mean, you know, every religion can't be wrong, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, all of them if, start talking about it. If one person sees the woman in the corner compared to nobody, then they ain't there. But if five people out of fucking seven see it, then it's there. Not exactly. The yeah. Exactly. But. So, Jeremy, if you would enlighten us a little bit more about... The beginnings of the Gateway Project. Uh, we need to dip everybody's toes into this because you can do astral projection at home. You can do the normal astral projection. Uh, what's going to happen? I don't know. I'm not uh, a savant. I've never done it. I've never uh, been able to tap in or calm my mind enough to do such things. But if you can do it, you know, have fun doing it. But this is a completely different kind that we're about to introduce you to. 
And uh, this one seems a lot more interesting. So if I was going to do astral projection, this is the type of shit that I would want to be doing personally. Jeremy, give us the skinny. Yeah, so we're going to dip your toes into it. And around here, we like it when you dip your toes into things. So in the 80s, the spy, uh, in the 80s, the spy agency investigated um, the Gateway Experience, which is what they called it. So uh, the technique to alter consciousness and ultimately escape space-time. So the intrigue revolves around a classified 1983 CIA report on the technique called the Gateway Experience, which is training system di- uh, a training system designed to focus brainwave output to alter uh, consciousness and ultimately escape the restrictions of time and space. Now, the CIA was interested in all sorts of psychic research at the same time. So, including, <clears throat> excuse me, including the theory and applications of remote viewing, uh, which is when some uh, someone views real events with only the power of their mind. Now, the gateway... Okay, so let's pause, pause real quick. Because the remote viewing thing is not part of the astral projection uh, conversation. But I did read a super cool article that I did want to talk about real quick. Uh, we've got the time. It's a perfect little snippet for the remote viewing. So apparently, um, remote viewing, they did several experiments with it. Ooh, and if I can find where I was at. Um, they did several experiments with it, and one of the experiments, because the purpose of it is to be able to view stuff at any point in time. Uh, in the past, in the future, you can view uh, a place, how it was, and what was going on, and it's almost like you're seeing a playback, like a big rewind button. But you're just floating in the ether watching what's going on at this date and time that you picked to travel to. Um, so they did several of these sessions and one of the sessions that I saw that they did that caught my eye was that they ordered, and most of this was happening to soldiers. Uh, they would get soldiers to volunteer for this and then they would go hundreds of them and test them. And then only a certain amount would actually make it through to where they started doing these sort of psychic tests. But this specific soldier, um, in this specific session, the goal was for the subject to remotely view Mars in the year 1 million BC. Okay. And according to the released CIA transcript, an interviewer read coordinates and verbal cues to a subject while he was remote viewing. So he told them the exact coordinates and stuff to look for. And then the subject started telling what he saw, which was claimed to see dust storms and several alien structures and even an ancient alien race. This is 1 million BC on Mars. Uh, he describes them as very tall. Very large people, but they're thin. They look thin because of their height, and they dress like, oh, hell. This is a quote. They dress like like it's a real light silk, but it's not flowing, and it's covering their entire body. It's not a type of cloth. It's cut to fit their body. 
they're ancient people and they're dying and it's past their time or their age. They're very philosophical culture and they're trying to find a way to survive and they just can't is what his remote viewing session of 1 million BC while he's watching this alien culture on Mars, supposedly. And he could see that they knew that their species was going to die out. Thoughts? <laughs> well, see, that's very funny because if you go back to the story, um, unfortunately I can't remember the kid's name, but he's no longer a kid. He's around our age now. But uh, back in the day, the kid in Russia who said that um, he came from... You know, he was reincarnated from a species from yeah, yeah, yeah. Mars. Yeah, he said that he was from Mars, yeah. and that, Okay, so that also brings up the, I mean, not to stray too far from remote viewing. If remote viewing is real, it's super cool, and it's something I would love to learn how to do. Because you could find so much shit. I mean, I guess that would be a military tactic to use to see what people are doing, right? Uh, to see what they're doing at any point in time. But he wasn't telling details of conversation, he was just telling what was going on. Anyways, remote viewing would be super fucking neat. If we could learn to remote view, I would be down for that. Dude, that'd be cool as hell. So, I mean, if that is true, then, I mean, that is amazing. Um, yeah, especially with, I mean, because part of me wants to say that it might be true just because it's not the first time we heard that there were people who said that there were ancient species on Mars. Mm-hmm. And... We'll get more, I'm just going to quickly mention, we'll get more into it whenever uh, we get into the summer of adventure. But there is a program, supposedly, during the time that all this was going on, that was developed where they sent these psychic people um, into space. That apparently our space uh, program is more advanced than even we know. Uh, and through the use of astral projection... And of course it is. Other things we have been able to use these psychic soldiers that they created uh, in some sort of task force. But that's, like I said, that's in the summer of adventure. Jeremy, can you tell us a little bit more about the gateway process report? I will try. So um, the gateway process uh, report. Uh, the first section provides a timeline of the uh, key historical developments that led the CIA's investigation and uh, sub uh, subsequent uh, sub subsequent yeah okay. subsequent, subsequent experiments yeah. yeah experimentations sorry got tongue tied uh, anyway the second section is a review of the Gateway Process report uh, it opens with a wall of theoretical context on the other side of which lies enough. Uh, understanding to begin uh, to grasp the principles underlying the gateway experience training. Now, the last section outlines the gateway technique itself and the steps that go into achieving space-time trans uh, transcendent transcendence. God damn, sorry. Ooh, Lord. Can't, can't read today. Oh, they give us steps in order, uh, the timeline in, in order how they got to be able to transcend uh, and the timeline goes like this. The 1950s, Robert Monroe, a radio broadcast executive, begins producing evidence that specific sound patterns have identifiable effects on humans and their capabilities. And that includes alertness, sleepiness, and expanded states of consciousness. 1956, the same man, Monroe, forms an R&D division inside the radio program. 
And the goal is to study the sound of effects on human consciousness. And he observed the sleep learning, or I'm not even going to try to say that, uh, which exposes sleepers to the sound of recordings to boost memory of previously learned information. So he's trying to get you to be able to recall and hold on to the information that you've learned through uh, sounds while you're sleeping. 1958, while experimenting with sleep learning, Monroe discovers an unusual phenomenon he describes as he describes it as sensations of paralysis and vibration accompanied by bright light. It allegedly happened nine times over the preceding six weeks and culminates in an out-of-body experience. And that happened in 1958 is when Monroe actually documented it scientifically that he was having an out-of-body experience. So unintentionally, while doing these sound-listening things, he astral-projected by accident. 1962... R.A.M. Enterprises, Ram Enterprises, moves to Virginia and renames itself the Monroe Industries or the Monroe Institute and becomes an active radio station ownership, cable television, and later the production and sale of audio cassettes while they were doing these experiments also in the same facility. He published several different books, Mr. Monroe, and June 9, 1983, the CIA report analysis and assessment of the gateway process is produced and it provides a scientific framework of understanding of the human consciousness and out-of-body experiences and altered state of mind. Monroe was behind this, as well as Army veteran Joseph McGonagall, yeah, I did not make that up, contributes to over 450 remote viewing missions under Project Stargate, which Project Stargate is where I was talking about them taking the psychic uh, people uh, into space and doing several things with that. So, essentially, what was happening is they were using... Sorry, they were using um, these out-of-body experiences for them to be able to go to specific places in time. Uh, they claim that there is an astral plane as well. I believe that 100%. And I mean, I will say that specifically because anytime when I was younger and I started to uh, do an astral, uh, like started astral project, I, like I said, you know, I was coming out of my bed and I could see there was something else. I just could never get to it because my mind was like, no, dude, time to wake up. So 100%, there is an astral plane, uh, plane out there. Is it insidious-like? I don't know. Well, the the specific project that they were using for uh, astral projection was called uh, Project Center Lane. Uh, and it was specifically only remote viewing and astral projection, while there were other subdivisions where they were doing other things. Um, like I said, specializing in out-of-body experiences. And they said that they were performing it to determine attitudes about possible yeah attitudes about the possible use of psychoenergetic phenomenon in the intelligence field uh so as you were saying earlier they were wanting to use it for central intelligence yeah exactly i mean that's that's the only thing that makes sense to me is why they want to use it the only time the government ever wants to use anything is you know, for that reason, to benefit them. 
so this, which is now shut down, uh, by the way, this program, this this facility, obviously, because this was going on in the 80s, was in the middle of the Blue Ridge Mountains. That would be something interesting to investigate. Because I would assume okay. it's abandoned now. Um, but in June 1983, Army Commander Wayne M. McDonnell was asked to give his commander an assessment of the psychic services provided by the Monroe Institute. Um, the Monroe Institute is, yeah, we know what it's known for, sorry. Uh, McDonald himself had completed a seven-day psychic program at the Institute a month prior to the interview, uh, which is logged, I'm sorry, lodged in the middle of Virginia's Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, his assessment collected from this experience that he did resulted in a 29-page Army document that featured detailed explanations of hypnosis, holograms, and out-of-body experiences. The document placed these phenomena in the context of larger ideas of consciousness, energy, space, time, quantum, subatomic particles, and so-called astral projection, uh, a practice that aims to transport consciousness, as we talked about, around a metaphysical plane. Um... McDonald also cited a metaphor penned by Mon the Monroe Institute. Uh, the metaphor says that a normal state of consciousness is like a lamp, which emits light in a chaotic, incoherent way. However, a hypnotized state of consciousness is said to be like a laser beam, whose thoughts and energy are focused and disciplined like a stream of light. And that is the best way to think of it whenever you're trying to astral project. Uh, institutional insights of not only the person, but the practical and professional nature would seem to be within the bounds of reasonable expectations. So, to put that in layman's terms, the report that McDonald came back and gave to the Army and the CIA is that the astral projection is worth the CIA's while, and they need to continue funding it. And they did. And they uh, started doing Project Centerlane, and they underwent hypnosis. They practiced reaching the so-called astral plane with the goal of learning foreign languages and undergoing what the documents only refer to as habit control training. Mm. Okay, okay. See, I said, that to me, that's what this sounded like from the beginning. This is all just a part, it's a big control project. That's all it is. If we can get you to go here to get this for us. But what? Yeah, so, I mean, they're obviously going to help them with a bunch of habit control as well. There's going to be something in there for them. But what is the astral plane? Like, what is it? They don't go into a lot of detail. Maybe the document itself does. It's uh, a 29-page document, which I have not read fully through. Just picked little bits and pieces out of it. But I'm just curious, what is this astral plane? Are you? Are we talking insidious? Are we talking you floating around just a bunch of other people? Do you see? Oh, hey, Bill, I didn't know you were astral projecting, too. I like your yard, Bill. That's awfully well, nice. What, I was going to say, what if it is like an insidious type thing? Or what if... Multiple religions mention limbo. What if mm. the astral plane or the astral plane is limbo? Well, I guess it's possible. We'll just have to find out. The more documents they release, the more we'll know. 
And the best place for you to know is right here. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Halloween 365 podcast. And believe me, we've got a lot more of highly interesting topics that you've not heard from the fellas yet. So keep tuning in because next next week it's going to be even better. Yes, it's going to be a lot better. And after you hear this, I know what you're thinking. Can I astral project? Well, ladies and gentlemen, look it up. There are ways to do it. There are practices that you can do it with. And I can tell you right now, I'm probably going to try to try it myself tonight. And also, if you have you done it, let us note. know. Yes, if you yeah, if you have done it, let us know. Let us know in the comments below. Let us know and share your stories. And nine days until Evil Dead Rise. Sorry. Well, everybody, thank you for listening once again. I'm Justin. That's Jeremy. This is the Halloween Three Six Five podcast, and stay spooky.